Okay, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. To reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Here's the thing. Information is power. Information is money. Literally, the currency of today's world of of entrepreneurship is information. And if you could bring all of the, the information about your business into one dashboard, this is incredibly valuable. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of the truth about your business. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. This is so valuable. You just hit a button and you can see all the information about your business instead of having to like call five different departments and get all these emails and put it all together and make sense of it. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash james. netsuite.com slash james netsuite.com slash james start clean with clorox because clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget (laughs) well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed rinse after use if in contact with food service This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is The James Altucher Show. Part two of how to make money with your podcast, whether it's big, small, medium, general audience, niche audience, super niche audience. By the way, in terms of um, coming up with a podcast topic, and I think we discussed this a little the other day, but you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are interview podcasts like, oh, I'll just interview all my favorite heroes, which is my style. A lot of podcasts are like that that started between, let's say, 2010 and 2015. But then it became, there were so many interview podcasts out there, it became important to be a little more niche, and we discussed that a little bit. Uh, but I think be clever, and, and there's also kind of these serialized, even fiction podcasts like Serial, for instance. Then there are these podcasts where they're heavily, heavily research-driven, nonfiction, and they don't come out as often, but they're still great and have huge audiences like Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin's been on my podcast and he described how he got started with his. Hardcore History, he probably researches 
for months and reads hundreds of books to do one single podcast, but he's got an enormous audience and he's such a smart guy. And he definitely doesn't have a PhD in history or anything. And that was part of his nervousness when he started his podcast. But that's the great thing about podcasting. You, it's literally a choose yourself uh, medium. Like you don't have to be a certified expert. And I would say Dan Carlin probably is one of the best historians on the planet, but you know, who, who cares? He doesn't have a PhD in history. So if I was thinking of starting a, a podcast right now, I would think of really niche, interesting topics or stories to tell. I would play around with the time format. They don't have to be like an hour long. They could be three minutes long. There's even like a podcast about D&D. Like they are like people talking about D&D on the podcast or they play D&D on the podcast too. Like you can literally turn your podcast into a game show if you want to. Yeah, or do, you know, here's my favorite books podcast or, right. uh, you know, books I read on the toilet podcast and do the podcast from the bathroom. That's a bad idea, but that's the, let yourself play with any kind of idea you want. Yeah, like uh, I have an idea about a podcast for myself, actually. I think of studying, it's called the meme podcast. Talk about all the memes that's out there. That's uh, going to be that. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know not a lot of people know what it's meme and some people even call it a meme. It's it's weird. <laughs> but like, but you know, like meme culture has been around for so long. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting you know, like like topics for even for older people to catch up with the youngster, you know? Yeah, and I, I just saw another podcast um, uh, a friend of mine's doing, and now I'm trying to remember the title, but, uh, but it was basically each episode analyzes another great song and what makes that song great. And I think that's great. Uh, you know, music is definitely the most popular content on the planet. Like you, you'll never see a comedy routine get... 3 billion views on YouTube, but you might see a song at 3 billion views. So podcasts that analyze the best songs, that's probably a good idea too. But I want to get into continuing our list of how to make money from podcasts on Side Hustle Fridays. On this, this past Friday, we talked about ads, sponsorships, affiliate deals, and Patreon, which are all great ways to make money with podcasts. And in particular, I want to point out that there are differences between sponsors. Most people do not talk about or even aware of affiliate deals. I don't know of any other podcast except for mine, really, which does affiliate deals. And Patreon is such a valuable way this past year. I've seen a lot of podcasters literally get rich on, on Patreon, regardless of their audience. Now let's talk about a few more ideas. Jay, when's this one coming out? It's coming out Monday. Monday. Okay going to just blitz right through these. And then, oh, by the way, on Friday, also on Side Hustle Fridays, when I was talking about ads, we also discussed an entire business model where you could make money off of the ad slash podcast concept without being an advertiser and without having a podcast. So if anything, if you're looking for a side hustle and you don't want to do a podcast, just listen to that one part. And it's a completely different side hustle that I think could be a multi-million dollar business that we briefly cover in that one. So let's dive into this. Uh, I've already got some exciting ideas for next Side Hustle Friday, but let's let's finish this one off because there's other ideas for making money on podcasts. And the first one is merchandise. So I'm right now wearing a shirt that says the James Altucher Show, or I have glasses, you know, like drinking glasses that have the James Altucher Show logo. You know, people suggested I sell, you know, I always talk about how I write down my idea list every single day on waiters pads. And I actually have a waiters pad right in front of me with the James Altucher show logo on it. So that's 
potential merchandise for me. I've seen all sorts of merchandise. Like on for History Hyenas, they have uh, T-shirts with reality is just a suggestion. They have T-shirts for Wei Zhang Jing, uh, which is <laughs> yeah, a, a catchphrase that they use. And I suggested to them that they do that shirt, and they did it. There was another one for the show In Hot Water. I made a suggestion for a T-shirt. Oh, oh, well, maybe um, uh, Wuhan uh, Athletics for the University of Wuhan <laughs> T-shirts. And they, I, I have one of those somewhere. Uh, what are some other ideas? Have you seen some good merchandise on any podcast, Jay? Well, I've seen like, I don't know if this considered merchandise, but like, I've seen a lot of the podcasts that give out stickers. So like they give out stickers. The smart thing they do is they have the QR code on the sticker as well. So they give out the stickers to their fans and then the fans going to pass it to their friends. So let's say if I'm trying to reintroduce you to their podcast, I can say, hey, you know, take this card. There's a QR code on there. They can scan the QR code and their friends, even though they haven't listened to the podcast before, they can subscribe to the podcast right away. So merchandise other than, you know, making money, it's also a good way to to promote the, the podcast as well. That's a really good point because you're probably not going to make a million dollars from selling merchandise on your right. podcast, just realistically, even if you have a super popular podcast. But it's a good way to promote ideas and things. So for instance, you know, out of my 25 books that I've written, and it's not a bragging thing to say I've written 25 books because maybe 20 of them were god-awful, but my my best-selling among the 20 books, 25 books, and my favorite is the book Choose Yourself, which which many of the listeners have read. If I were to say I've only written one book, Choose Yourself would be the book I say. That said, I have a book coming out February 23rd of in a few months, and I am super proud of it. I consider it conceptually not quite the sequel of, but a new, an advancement in my thinking on how one can choose yourself as quickly as possible. It's called Skip the Line. I'll talk more about it in a future podcast, but it's about you know, in today's day and age, finding your passion and no matter what age you are, quickly skipping the line so you could be in the top 1% of your industry, career, passion, whatever. And to be to make money, to monetize uh, a passion, you need to be in the top 1% of it. But everyone always says, oh no, you can't do that. You gotta spend 10,000 hours. You gotta be younger. You gotta have a degree, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I give so rather than just reminding people that they could choose themselves, I give specific techniques that I've used and hundreds of others have used to literally skip skip the line, to learn fast, to be creative faster, to monetize faster, and how to think about all of that. It's like a framework for, for doing this. So I'll just say right here, that's merchandise, but you don't have to buy it from me. What would really help me is pre-orders because what happens is the publisher looks at pre-orders the bookstores look at pre-orders and then they buy more books so if you pre-order from bn.com barnesandnoble.com or if you pre-order from amazon.com let me know and i'll figure out some giveaway for anybody who pre-orders and and you know is able to show me that they've pre-ordered you can email me at altature at gmail.com pre-order skip the line and i'll figure out some way any pre-orders can benefit but i'm 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 more excited about this book than any other book i've ever written so skip the line that's my merch for the day boom <laughs> uh oh oh and then and so this sort of goes into the next category but not quite write a book <laughs> and so <laughs> and so here's the thing uh this is not about skip the line because skip the line's not a book written about my podcast but, you know, 
a year or so ago, I realized, oh, I've interviewed 15 billionaires on my podcast. Uh, maybe more now. Uh, Jay, how many? It's probably like 20 billionaires overall. Because yeah. in the okay. past couple of weeks, interviewed some billionaires. But um, billionaires have some habits in common. And it's interesting to see, well, what are the habits billionaires have in common? And they also have some habits individually that are all interesting. So I wrote a book, 100% based on my interviews called Think Like a Billionaire. And I published it uh, just exclusively on Scribd. But by the way, Jay, that, exclus that exclusivity is over. So I could put that on Amazon now. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because uh, it, it came out pretty much, I think last year, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, yeah I, at least like in November or yeah. something like that. So yeah, so si it was just a six months exclusivity. Let's put that on Amazon anyway. Let's make it as cheap as possible. But my point is, you can take the content of your podcast and it doesn't matter how many listeners you have. Like, let's say you interview, well, I'll just take an example from, from my podcast. Like I've interviewed maybe 30 comedians. I could take all these comedians and write a book called Think Like a Comedian and get the transcripts of the interviews, edit them and write and provide my own commentary and write intros for each one and combine them all together and publish a book. Or even faster, even faster, I can combine all of those podcasts because not everyone has listened to those podcasts. People pick and choose which episodes they listen to. And not everyone's aware of my podcast anyway, but I can make an audiobook. And by the way, audiobooks right now, I believe, I don't know the statistics on this, but I know I make more money now from my older audiobooks than from my my paperbacks and Kindles. Let me just see. Um, audiobook sales statistics. Yeah. And then we talked to a lot of different like publishers as well. Like they, they sell like audiobooks done way better than the traditional uh, paperback, right? Right. Well, I'm looking that up right now. So uh, audiobook trends and statistics. Let's see. See what this says. As usual, my computer is not working for some reason. Oh, it's it's slow. It's a slow connection um, to Goodreads. Oh, no, this is not Goodreads. It's goodreader.com. Very slick for this website. Goodreader makes me, I thought I was going to Goodreads, but it's not. Anyway, it's not showing up. Um, oh, here we go. So, audiobook sales increased by 16% in the U.S. and generated over $1.2 billion in revenue. Wow. Up from $940 million, so an increase of 25%. And by the way, ebooks only made $983 million. So audiobooks are going up. I'm working on an audiobook right now, actually, on a different topic, uh, which is just basically a collection of interviews I'm doing. It's unrelated to the podcast, but a, a collection of interviews I'm doing, I'm working on with uh, Charlemagne the God, who's been on this podcast, and he's a, a, the radio host of the show The Breakfast Club. We're putting together this audio book. But basically, you could take just a bunch of your interviews on your podcast or, or, or stories you tell on your podcast, combine them together, maybe say some intros and outros, and now you have an audio book. And, you know, right now I can take, I've done over, how many episodes have we done of this podcast? It's uh, 600. Uh, it's probably 660, close to 700 now. Because of all the Side Hustle Fridays too. We don't yep. count those as episodes. So I could take like, for instance, all the Side Hustle Fridays and just within the next week, because um, I always, already do intros of those, I could just combine those into an audio book upload it to Audible and Amazon, and then I have an audiobook. I probably could take out of this podcast right now, I could probably make 30 different audiobooks. 
And then it's not such a big leap to take the trans. It's a little harder. Get the transcripts, edit them. You have to edit them pretty heavily, write intros and outros and, and make a book. And you could say, oh, you know, well, you know, is that really writing a book? And what's writing a book? You don't, I don't have to write, you know, war and peace. It's, it's, it's information that I know a lot of people haven't heard. I could take the most valuable information. So I'm, I'm curating my own podcast. What's the most valuable components, turning it into a book or an audio book and boom, the per the, and I've talked, spoken before about the benefits of doing a, a book, you know, it's, it's, there's a credibility benefit. You can make money, you can get consulting gigs, you can get speaking gigs. Uh, you could tell people you wrote a book. So use your podcast as a platform to repurpose the content and write books. And while we're on the topic of repurposing content, this won't make you as much money, but every podcast you do take 10 things I learned. Like if you have on Richard Branson on your podcast, 10 things, write an article, 10 things I've learned from Richard Branson, put it on LinkedIn, medium, Huffington Post, wherever you want to put it on, put it on your Facebook page. And it's just another way to expose people to your content. Article writing might not be, you might not monetize, but maybe if you write enough articles, that turns into a book. So always think about repurposing content. So that's books, videos. Joe Rogan uh, is an, a good example of this. I have not once listened to Joe Rogan's podcast on a podcast platform. Like I've, no, I've never opened up my iPhone, clicked on the podcast app and downloaded a Joe Rogan podcast. That said, I watch quite a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts on YouTube. He posts uh, his podcast on YouTube and now of course uh, Spotify is the full podcast, but the clips, he clips all the time. So you don't have to just post your whole podcast on YouTube. In fact, maybe you shouldn't do that. Take the three or four most important clips and interesting clips from your podcast and put together five to 10 minute or three to 10 minute clips on YouTube. That's often a better way for people to consume your podcast. And it's a way to make use of other platforms to expose people to your podcast, like YouTube or TikTok even, or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. So make videos of your podcast. Now, why is this in a monetization thing as opposed to just marketing or distribution? Well, on YouTube, if a clip is popular, you could put ads on it. So I wish there was one clip I had um, with Mike Rowe, which I did not put ads on because you, you sometimes don't know these things in advance, but I should have put ads on it. It got over something like 700,000 views. And that's, I, I've had other clips that are popular. That's just one that I'm thinking of, but you know, 700,000 views at a $20 CPM, I'm making that up or at a $30 CPM, 700,000 views is $21,000. So videos could be a good way to monetize your podcast. I want to get a little bit back to merch. This is not quite merch, but bringing up Joe Rogan made me think of this. For a while, there was a company called Onnit, started by uh, a friend of mine, Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey's been on the podcast. He lives in Austin. And Onnit is a nutraceutical company. They sell nootropics and other nutraceuticals. I don't know how to define nutraceuticals. It's like supplements that help you in interesting ways. Anyway, they were advertising on Joe Rogan's podcast and Joe Rogan took an ownership stake in Onnit. He considers Onnit his company. So this is a company that's going to sell for a lot of money. And Joe Rogan, a podcaster, took an ownership stake in it. So you could potentially either take a stake in other companies that you promote on your podcast or start your own company and 
promote it on your podcast as if it were an advertiser. Kind of the way I just promoted my book, Skip the Line, you could promote your company. But that's another way that's not even on my list. Now, another topic, consulting. So a lot of times people don't know who you are. Somebody sends their, let's say I'm, I'm starting a business. Let's say I want to start a clothing line. And my friends know I want to start a clothing line, but I don't know how to manufacture clothes. I don't know how to do drop shipping or, or warehousing, or I don't know what's important about making a clothing line. Let's say some obscure person has a, a completely obscure podcast that I've never heard of, but has an excellent episode about making their own fashion line. A friend of mine could, could send that to me and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this guy. And I can listen to the podcast and say, oh, wow, I've never thought of these 20 different things about starting a clothing company. So I could then call up the podcaster and say, hey, would I'll pay you to consult for me. Believe it or not, because of my podcast, people have called me up and paid for me to consult for them or at least offered to pay for me to consult for them. I don't know if I actually have done any consulting uh, based on this. But that is another way to monetize a podcast is that podcasting gives you a credibility. It gives you a way to express your opinions and, and give advice and educate people on topics. And that could often lead to someone who doesn't know you or in someone who you don't know, calling you up and offering to pay you much more money than you would have made from your podcast to consult. So consulting's great. Along those lines is courses. So let's say, you know, let's say I have a podcast about persuasion techniques. So every episode is a different persuasion technique. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, let's say I talk about, you, you know, Robert Cialdini, who's been on my podcast in his book, Influence, he talks about the importance of social proof and persuasion. So I can do an entire episode on social proof. And then, and then let's say Scott Adams talks to me about some of the techniques, you know, he wrote a book called win bigly about how Donald Trump used hypnotism techniques to win in 2016. And I could talk about one of those techniques in another episode and on and on. And, and you know, my friend, uh, my friends, Bill Petit and Brendan Lemon wrote the power Bible. I could talk about one of their techniques for persuasion in the power Bible. I could talk about a persuasion technique I, that I mentioned in my next book, Skip the Line, and there I go again, promoting Skip the Line, called The Advice Technique, and on and on. I could do a podcast. Each episode is a 20-minute podcast about another persuasion technique. Now I can go to Skillshare or Teachable or Coursera or, or LinkedIn Learning or whatever, and I can create a course about persuasion, and I could sell that course about persuasion using ideas from the podcast. So I could repurpose my content into a course that, you know, with a course, let's say you sell a course for $100, people could order it 24 hours a day on Coursera and you make money while you sleep and just every month you see how much money you make. At the end of this podcast, I could say, go to xyz.com and sign up for my email list because I'll expand much more on these ideas on my email list. So for instance, uh, I would say some of the ideas I discuss and, and many more ideas I talked about on my LinkedIn newsletter. So if you go to my LinkedIn page, you could sign up for my newsletter. I don't monetize this newsletter at all, but 
email, and in fact, I don't even know your email when you sign up for this newsletter, but there are websites like substack.com. You could set up an email list or, or to be more sophisticated, you could use MailChimp. And email lists, as we discussed in another site, who, who did we, oh, we did that with Jeff Lerner, uh, Jay, or who did we discuss email lists with? Uh, a couple of people. So like, uh, I think it's Jeff Lerner and Anik Singal from learn.com. He also talked about the use of uh, email lists as well. Uh, yeah. And what was, we do have a special URL to get uh, some, is it learn.com slash James? Yeah. But I anyway, you could listen, you know what I would say? Listen yep. to the one with Anik. I think that was just Singal. a week ago. Uh, two weeks ago, I think. Two, two weeks ago. Weeks ago yep. And that's on how to monetize an email list. And he yes. had some amazing ideas. He kind of blew yep. me away with them that the, I wanted uh, to do myself. The title is Side Hustle Friday, Online Marketing Done Right with Anik Sengal from learn.com. And the, the link for our listener is www.learnlurn.com backslash altature. Ah, okay, great. Because with an email list, there's many ways, just like there's many ways to monetize a podcast, we have discussed in a separate side hustle of ways to monetize an email list. So you might want to say at the end of every podcast, hey, to learn more about my ideas or or check out this week's article on my email list, go to blah, blah, you know, jamesa.substack.com or whatever and sign up for my email list. Now you convert your audience to your email list. And as we've discussed in the Side Hustle Fridays a week or so ago, there's many ways you could be, um, I, well, I'll tell you, even I'm in my business, which is at jamesaltitude.com, I, I write these newsletters, but my free email list, free, it costs you nothing to sign up for it. That makes a couple million a year in revenues because I do the techniques described in the, the Side Hustle Friday podcast we've done about email lists. Now, it's a big challenge for anybody who builds a successful platform um, whether it's on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or podcasts or LinkedIn, it's always a challenge. Is that audience just your audience on LinkedIn or TikTok? Or what if TikTok gets closed down, which it almost was? It's important to be able to help your audience find you and find your content in other media. So for TikTokers, a big challenge is can I get these people who like my content to also follow me on Instagram. Um, by the way, I don't really have followers on TikTok. I'm just saying in general, if you have a, if you have a big TikTok presence, um, a big challenge is make sure your followers or your, or your readers or your listeners or whatever really like your content and they're willing to you know, follow you on other media. Uh, like one of my friends is going through this. He got terrified that they were gonna shut down TikTok because he's spent thousands of hours building his TikTok audience. And so he's been trying to move them to YouTube or Instagram or whatever. It's the same thing with a podcast. It's always good if you could help people find your ideas on an email list or a YouTube channel or whatever. And as I mentioned, an email list can be monetizable as can a YouTube channel. I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because 
of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and, and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an e- it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, if you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the, the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. You, if you hire well, you're going to have a great business. And you know, thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important, and I, I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Jay, right before we started this podcast, you had another idea for monetizing a podcast, and this is kind of from your um, perspective. Oh, oh, and this leads to two ideas. So these are. Uh, so the first one is, if you do a good podcast, sometimes people will call you and say, "Hey, can you help me make a podcast?" Well, Jay, who is a podcast engineer, he's an audio engineer, video engineer, podcast producer, helps with scheduling, helps with content, helps with repurposing content for other media. Someone like Jay can help others make podcasts and can charge for that. That could be a whole business. 
Yeah, no, I just I just want to say I totally agree with you. And also, let's say if you have podcast, you I mean, like you have done for a while now. You probably like even though if you're a host and if you're a one person podcast, you probably know more about technical stuff than you know a lot of the new people. And right now, there are so many people try to get into podcast right now. It's like James jokes all the time. If you if you can travel right now and you landed at JFK, they're probably just gonna hand out podcasts to use anyway. Right, like everyone's doing a podcast, yeah, yeah. but everyone's doing it wrong. We yep. know that for sure because often we're doing it wrong and I've been doing it for just about seven years now. You know, and then the other thing is, and this is how, so Gimlet Media was kind of the first big podcast company and they were making their own original podcasts and selling ads on them. But what was infinitely more profitable for them and ultimately they sold to Spotify for over $200 million. But what was mu much more profitable for them was not making their own original podcast, but brands like let's say a Coca-Cola would call them and say, hey, can you do a podcast for us? So I don't know if Coca-Cola was one of their customers, but Coca-Cola could potentially say, hey, we want to do a podcast about the Coca-Cola or issues important to Coca-Cola. And we have no clue about podcasts. We're in the soft drink business. We're not in the podcast business. So we'll hire, in this case, Gimlet Media, to do a podcast for us and create content for us and we'll distribute it to our network of people that we, you know, maybe they have an email list or they have certainly have a big social media presence. So we'll put out the Coca-Cola podcast on our social media and Coca-Cola will probably pay quite a bit of, they have an infinite marketing budget. Making a podcast for them is relatively cheap. They'll probably pay a lot of money for a production, a podcast production company to make a good podcast for them and have good guests and have good content and and best practices with equipment and everything. Coke doesn't know how to do it. American Express doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, like so like one of the example is uh remember uh, our friend Carl Fassman? Yeah. Yeah, he actually got approached by Under Armour, you know, like the 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 athlete uh where to do a podcast you know, uh, for them. So like, that's how he make money too. Like, uh, we were in LA the other day, like he was, he was talking to me about it. And then, you know, I helped him out with, you know, I gave him advice on, on some of the th other things, but that's like the perfect example that, you know, that, that happened in the industry, in the podcast industry. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, does that mean Cal Fussman is going to be the host of under the Under Armour podcast. It might be, or it might be that he just puts it all together because he's an expert podcaster. He knows best practices mm -hmm. for podcasts. A brand like Under Armour doesn't want to do a shoddy podcast. They need the help. There's only a handful, let's say a couple hundred people who are like, let's say expert at putting together a quality professional podcast and brands certainly will pay up for professionalism. So he might even, Cal Fussman might say, you don't want me to be the host. I'll put it all together for you and even find the host and, and produce the episodes or, or, or Jay, someone like Jay could do that or someone like me could do that. Um, I'm not trying to do that, but that's a valid way to monetize doing a podcast is when people see you're an expert on podcast. Yep. Additionally, there's one more thing. I don't, I'm surprised I didn't put this on the list, but speaking engagements, it's like writing a book. If I write a book on, you know, how to double your sales if you're a billion dollar company. Well, billion dollar companies might hire me as a consultant or or if I if I do a podcast about CEO leadership, like my friend Cameron Harold does a podcast that's just about being a COO, a chief operating officer, not a, not a chief executive officer. So he gets a lot of speaking gigs to conferences about how to be a good manager or how to be a good chief operating officer and so on. So speaking gigs 
if it's a high-end opportunity, like let's say a conference about that's just for chief operating officers, you could charge between twenty dollars and $50,000 to speak at a conference like that. And well, someone can say, but nobody knows who I am. Well, you have, they do. You, if you do a good podcast about chief operating officers, that's a tiny niche. You might only have a, a hundred downloads or a few hundred downloads. If you're lucky, a thousand downloads, but it establishes you as a credible resource and a valuable resource about being a business leader or a chief operating officer or whatever. You know, all of these things are how to monetize a podcast. Go ahead, Jay. I have a couple. I don't know if you agree with me. That's one thing. It's called the paid private group. So like, let's say if your podcast is about building a podcast, you can create a group, a close group on Facebook. And then, you know, you can invite your listener, say, hey, you know, pay me $5 a month. I can manage the group. And then I make sure like I put some information on the group as well. I don't know if you agree with me that, with me that that would be one. Oh, yeah. Well, well and a great uh, example is uh, we did a side hustle Friday about this with yep. John Lee Dumas and his wife, Kate Erickson. So obviously they have a podcast called entrepreneurs on fire and, but they have a, a community, which is like a thousand dollars or, or $2,000 to join on uh Facebook called uh podcasters paradise. And they've made millions of dollars from that. And you know, they, they, they spend, they give basically, uh, if you listen to that side hustle Friday on a four pay community, they uh, describe in detail what best practices of a community are, but the people who listen to your podcast could form a community. Sometimes a community can be formed on Patreon. We discussed that earlier, but sometimes if you don't have a Patreon, a Facebook for pay community, it would be the best result. And again, we discussed that on a side hustle Friday from a couple weeks ago. I think that was like three weeks ago. Any, any other ways of monetizing a podcast? I think it's just good in general when, when you have a podcast, it, it does establish credibility. It's your show and you'll think of other ways. Like I have a way I was just thinking of that. I want to talk about on next Friday's Side Hustle Friday, but I think there's a lot of things you can do between repurposing content. Let me just, let me just summarize the list again. And, and yep. Jay, if you have any other things to add to this list, I'll, let me just summarize my list. I think I have one, but I think, I don't know if this considered monetizing the show, but this is essentially what Gimlet does as well. Like a lot of time they would just create original show. Ultimately, they just want to sell their show. to. Oh yeah, right. You could sell a show yep. too. Or if you have a bunch of shows, you could sell that to a network and they'll pay you in advance. Like Luminary will pay in advance yeah. for a good bunch of podcasts. Um, and if your show is good enough, like they will probably buy it and re or make make it in other format like uh like a TV show or you know or any other show like the the very famous example is uh the show Homecoming it's oh, actually from yeah. Gimlet yeah and they sold to Amazon oh yeah you're you're totally right like like podcasts have been kind of a breeding ground for TV networks to find TV shows yeah. there's probably let me Google I didn't even think of that but that's totally true there are many many podcasts. Uh, that have been turned into TV shows, but if they if they had just been pitched flat out as a TV show, there's no way that they would have been. Paid. Um, uh, so how many podcasts are TV shows? I'm googling it. Uh, I, I know I know Homecoming because I actually work on the season two uh, as an assistant. So this is research from. Uh, oh, this is research from October 2020. Right now it's October 2020. So here's how many podcasts are out there. 1.5 million. 
Um, and that's not including the ones uh, that are outdated. Uh, there were 34 million episodes total as of October 2020. Is that globally or just US? This is uh, being answered by Apple Podcasts, I believe. So it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, so it's globally. Okay. And uh, here's an article by Fast Company states there's over 525,000 active shows and over 18.5 million episodes. Let's see, 75% of the population is familiar with podcasting, up from 70%. 50% of all U.S. homes are podcast fans. That was in 2017, so it's probably greater now. 155 million people in the U.S. have listened to a podcast. 104 million people have listened to a podcast in the last month, which was significantly up from 2019, so it's a trend that's going up. 68 million people in the U.S. listen to podcasts weekly. It's probably even more than... That's I, I don't even know if I listen to podcasts weekly. 16 million people in the U.S. are avid podcast fans. Let's see, it's 50-50 male-female. I guess 12, ages 12 to 34 is 48%. Ages 35 to 54 is 32%. And above 55 years old is 20% of podcast listeners. And oh, this is interesting. 19% of listeners increase the speed while they're listening. I increase uh, the speed while listening. I do not. 80% yeah. listen to all or most of each episode, which is interesting. Right. Um, podcast listening on a computer went up, but that's obvious because People of the pandemic. Yep. Um, this is about just statistics about podcasts in any case. But right. I want to know how many podcasts. Let me just do one more Google. We might not be able to figure this out, but I know it's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, uh, have been turned into TV shows. Here's, here's an article, 10 popular podcasts that inspired TV shows. This was written in 2019, so the number is presumably greater. So let's just see the list. Lore is a spooky podcast that was picked up by Amazon Video. Dirty John is a true crime, crime podcast that became a Bravo show. Limetown is a fictional podcast which was adapted to Facebook Watch. Comedy Bang Bang inspired a TV series that lasted for five seasons. Homecoming has yep. been adopted to a scripted story podcast has been adopted uh, and that's why Gimlet Media has been oh it's gosh it's starring Amy Sedaris David Schwimmer Catherine Keener yeah, Oscar I've, Isaac and David Cross jeez I've, I've met all of them really? I'm, I work on that show as assistant oh my god when did you work on that podcast? Uh, 2016 I think it's the, the first year when I it's, it's a little bit before the studio closing did you work on um, the TV show? No, only the podcast. So like I, I met David Swimmer. He's exactly like how he is in Friends. Mm -hmm. I, I, I shook him with uh, David Cross and I saw Michael Sarah. Oh, really? He's my favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah he, is, he, he is exactly Funny guy? He is. he is. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's really funny. Uh, and then one show that we forgot to mention is Star Talk. Oh, yes. Is that a, uh, did that go from TV to podcast or did that go from podcast to TV? Podcast into TV. Adapted the podcast wow. into a talk show on NetJo. Here's another one. Dr. Death tells the story of a convicted neurosurgeon and his former patient. That was a podcast. It went turned into a TV show. Right. Two Dope Queens is a talk show podcast that became a special HBO series. How come no one's contacted me about uh, turning the James Altucher show into a TV show? Although I do have to say Choose Yourself uh, is a TV show released by Amazon. Uh, okay, and here's they mentioned Serial. Uh, that's become a TV show on... HBO. Yeah, and uh, one of your favorite uh, actresses on one of the show that got turned in, 
got turned from podcast into show is the Limetown. Uh, Jessica Bill star in that in that show. Right, and and you mentioned that jokingly because it used to be part of my comedy <laughs> set to talk about Jessica Biel and her. You have an article about her her, and her profound influence on the politics of vaccines. Uh, right. Crime Town is set to be adapted. It's a it's a serial documentary podcast, and it's being adapted into a TV show by who? FX. Um, uh, yeah. All right. That's uh, that's cool. So okay, we covered ads. Sponsorships, yep. affiliate deals, Patreon, merchandise, making podcasts for others, books, videos, consulting, courses, redirect to an email list, for pay podcast, for pay community, turning into a TV show. And we talked about speaking gigs on the episode that appeared on Friday with this topic. We actually gave a completely different side hustle, but related to the ads aspect of monetizing a podcast. Yeah, we also talk about the equipment on our podcast as well. Oh yeah, yeah, we gave uh, best practices for equipment and software for podcasting, and we talked about why to do a podcast a little bit. I've covered that in other places, but we talked right. to, gave a couple of reasons uh, about the pleasures of doing a podcast, and you know, best practices for developing one, and it was like a dozen different methods for monetizing one, including ones that were new to me but familiar to Jay, yep. and uh, once again. I'm going to use this to promote my uh, content, which is pre-order, skip the line. I do sincerely think it is the best book I've ever written. It's probably my final book in the self-betterment narrative nonfiction space. I call it narrative nonfiction because I talk about a lot about my story plus the stories of other people, including many guests that have been on this podcast. But skip the line. It's about how to basically find a new passion at any age and quickly skip the line to be in the top 1% of that field or passion so you could make money from it. And a lot of people will say, when you switch passions, people will say, oh, you can't do that. You can't, it's a blah, 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 10,000 hour rule or pay your dues. Well, I say BS to all that. So I write about all of my techniques and skip the line. Please, please, it's such, not only do I really think it will is a good, helpful book, but it will, it pre-orders apparently help me a lot, help my publishers a lot, help bookstores a lot know which books they should stock. So pre-order it at amazon.com or bn.com. Send me some proof somehow that you've pre-ordered it at altature at gmail.com. And I promise you, I will figure out some extra bonus to, to give to people who have pre-ordered Skip the Line. Uh, this is the first time I'm kind of promoting it. So you might hear this from me again, but uh, uh, the sooner you you pre-order the the better and so meaning send me the information and I'll keep it you know separate each month from people who pre-order the next month and um thank you so much for listening to this and Jay thank you so much for your advice cuz you you have a lot of experience in in podcasting and putting together podcasts as well and a hint on Next week's Side Hustle Fridays is that I have one particular idea. Like a lot of times on these Side Hustle Fridays, everybody listening can do the idea and it all comes down to how you execute, which might be the same for this next idea. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. But right now I'm thinking of a very specific idea, which I think could make millions and millions of dollars. And I want to talk about it next Friday. So another thing that would be great for both Jay and me is if you Go to iTunes, 
leave a review under the James Altucher show, subscribe to the James Altucher show because the iTunes algorithm, which everyone looks at, has nothing to do with the number of downloads. It has very little to do with the number of downloads, but it weights heavily the number of new subscriptions and, and reviews. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this. I cannot even express how grateful I am for everyone. Send me mail at altucher at gmail.com or tweet questions to me on Twitter and be happy to answer those questions. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening to this two-part Side Hustle Friday episode. And thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is actually my my debut on a podcast in America. Really? No, you've yeah. you've you've said things before on prior podcasts, but yeah, but like, this is like the full like I actually sit sit right here and actually have my voice in the podcast for more than five minutes. So Jay, what's your what's your Twitter? What's your how can people follow you? Uh, so like people can follow me on Twitter. It's J J Y underscore Y O W zero seven. That's J-A-Y underscore Y-O-W-0-7. You can follow Jay. Ask him any questions about yep. podcasting before it gets to his head and he starts charging. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also like on, 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 on Instagram, it's the same handle as well. So like you can, the same handle, you can find me on uh, Twitter and, you know, and Instagram. And also like if you are not listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave the review on Stitcher or any podcast platform that you used to listen to. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, yeah, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, whatever. Uh, uh, I love iHeartRadio, I Spotify, Amazon. We're on Amazon Podcast, right? Yep, we are on Amazon Podcast. But the reviews are critical on iTunes and subscriptions critical on iTunes. Yep. All right, everybody. And Jay, thank you so much. Talk to you later. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.